podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 19th of October, 2021. My name is Patrick Smith. Welcome to another show. It's an interesting show, this one, um, because it goes out. On, well, no, actually, I'll go through this. Before I get into that sort of crack, I'll just say you, know, you can get us through Spotify, Apple, all that sort of stuff, and follow us on YouTube. There's a few things we can wave at here. Hello. So I've changed room today, so I've sort of tried to set it up. Um, two big games this weekend for the Belfast Giants. Two big performances, but only two big points as the Giants took on the Cardiff Devils and the uh, Coventry Blaze, and that was live in Premier Sports. But also, I was realising just about, probably about 20 minutes before that we started recording, that this show will go out on the 20th of October 2021. The 20th of October 2021 may not mean anything to you, but to me it does. Uh, it's the 16th birthday of View from the Bridge. Uh, the f- first episode wow. went out on the on the uh, 20th of October 2005, and uh, the first voice that you heard on that show wasn't me, wasn't Aaron Kernan, it was Nigel Ringland. Here we go. But the Giants have it back again. Curtis Hoppy left wing boards. Oh, Flurry with a goal! Theo Flurry with the opening goal with almost the first touch of the puck. Just a minute and eight seconds into this game. A chance for the Giants. Hoppy behind the net. Looks loose. Put it in front of the crease. Goes it by. And oh, it's Flurry again. It's his second goal for the Belfast Giants. We've only been playing four minutes. And there he was in his favourite place win right in front of the net. Hello and welcome to the very first View from the Bridge, episode 1 on the 19th and 10th of 2005. My name is Patrick Smith and with me is Aaron. How are you doing, Aaron Curran? Not too bad, Harry, and uh, how about yourself? I'm, I'm doing alright, I'm doing alright. Great weekend, great weekend of games, it's good to get through. Yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, maybe if you'd like to tell the people what, a, what we're doing here and what a podcast is and the likes. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, podcast basically is um, a way of uh, downloading a small show so you can listen to it while you're out on the go. You know, you can stick it on your iPod, your Zam, your MP3 player, and just take it around. You can sit in the bus and listen to us. And yeah, so it's just it's just uh, what we're hoping to do here is give news, views, and general information on uh, the Belfast Giants and something exactly that you can listen that. to on the go. Well. Um, just to let us know what we're trying to do. We're, like I say, we're trying to give you information on your Coors Belfast Giants. If you have any, the Giants have a. Oh, quite a quite a stretch for 16, 16 years of passing. We've got a little bit smoother, not much, a little bit smoother. Aaron Carnahan was obviously the first one on with me. Uh, uh, Connor Caldwell, who congratulations to Connor, uh, the birth of his daughter today. Uh, oh. This morning, so um, congratulations to him. He was with us. Of course, Davey joined in, Jacko, Neil the Coach Russell, Mr. Kitchen and Mr. Neil now as well. 16 years have passed, but uh, and we've come a, a little bit further on from those days of me sounding incredibly nervous because my mouth was in front of a microphone. Who knew? Thank you, Christopher Jimsy. Sorry, I must be on the way, mate. 
Mate, I had hair back. What was that? Two thousand five? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have hair then. I had not had hair for a long time. Believe me. Yeah, uh, but yes, the we're we're on with the show today. I'll start with you, Mister Kitchen. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better than what I was last week. Honestly, last week I just didn't feel in a, in a good spot at all, and, and thankfully, you were able to sort of nice, nice cup, David. Um, the uh, you were able to, to get on without me, which was a great show. I was listening to it in the car a couple of days later, so yeah, I'm feeling okay now. Good to have you back, and you had a bit of a you know entertaining weekend by the looks of it. Hi, uh, we before lockdown it hit. We myself and my three brothers and my two brother in laws we've been away for a couple of golf weekends. Um, I haven't been able to get away since uh, we've actually nearly two years now. So we decided to head down to play at Bomb Bridge on Sunday, Conquerwood on Monday. Um, how I was able to swing a, a club on Monday was beyond me. I've, I had one too many drinks on, on Sunday night. I remember FaceTime in Taff at one stage. He was driving up the M6 to, to uh, get the ferry back to Belfast. And uh, he was laughing his leg off at us. So, yeah, it was a really good weekend. It's just like it's... You know, getting out with your brothers and, and uh, family and stuff like that's very important. So it was good to good to get out. You know, fabulous stuff, mate. Glad you enjoyed it. And also, of course, a man who back sixteen years ago was one of our few listeners is now one of our regular pundits. <laughs> how are you, Mister Mitchemsey? <laughs> I wonder how many listeners there was. It, it, certainly, the sound quality has uh, kind of improved. And <laughs> as I said, I think it was last week, and we're talking about nineteenth of October was the date you recorded it, and yep. there we're recording it. Sweet sixteen today, and. Uh, <laughs> There's been many hundreds of shows, I think, now you'd know better. Roughly, how many? It's in and around 700. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm sure I've been knocking on 10 years or whatever now. Certainly more, probably, but because um, I remember doing it was in Belfast and I'm here 11 years now. So, um, yeah, congratulations to you, Paddy. Like, I know you, you very self-effacing. We come here and we just talk and we do wee bits and pieces during the week and interviews and up, but you're the brains and the and the genius behind the thing for 16 years. So massive congratulations from all of us to you, mate. What have I got with my life? The, uh, <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Lads. It's uh, it's uh, a you manage just love, you know that. You managed to slot two kids in between it as well. Like, I know who knew that was happening. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that. Um, on that note, let's talk about the games. The Belfast Giants were uh, back in league action trying to retain their. Uh, elite league title that they still hold um, and the first game of that was against the Cardiff Devils at the Viola Arena. The score was 3-2 to the Cardiff Devils. Goals coming from uh, for the Cardiff Devils. Brent, Brendan Mickelson on the power play. Uh, hold on, I'll bring up the uh, Brendan Mickelson on the power play. Brody Reed and uh, Cole Sanford uh, for the Belfast Giants. Cam Knight and Mark Cooper, with regards to uh, goalkeepers, Matt Carruth, 39 shots on, two goals against Tyler Beskarani, the other side, 34 shots on, three goals against your refs were Tom Perring and Liam Sewell. What I'm going to say about this game, gents, uh, I'll start with you, Davey, because, of course, you were there. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, <clears throat> uh, you were there, and in that first period, and maybe break it down a little bit, but in that first period, I don't think there's any other way to describe it than total Belfast Giants domination? There's so much to unpick and unpack from this game. It was one of those, and I go to the end of it, first of all, when I left, and sometimes you leave at the feet thinking, you know, you're despondent or whatever. I think that even though we got beat, Adam Keefe will probably have been an element of beat in the locker room afterwards because it was a game where even though we were chasing at the end, we were always in. 
And uh, certainly, you, so the Devils came out really fast. So go back to the first period question. The Devils came out really fast and had two shots on the first shift and put us a wee bit in the back foot. But we gained our composure pretty quick and we were dominant. Um, I guess our one big drawback on the night would have been uh, face-offs we didn't win enough of and probably defensive zone face-offs more critically even than the, the, the general face-off. I don't have the stats in front of me. I know that's poor of, of what we were, but it wasn't great on the night. And, and zone by zone, you know, our, our, our defensive zone was poor. But, um, you know, when you, when I think back, I, I, I stand up in the gantry watching it and thinking, I wonder who Keller's going to pick for a mile of match. And for me, it had to be the two goalies. And I'm not saying I'm anything special. It turned out to be the two goalies. I thought Besco was exceptional. Um, he's been beat by a one-timer on a power play, a bar down from a set play face-off, and a tip in front. And everything else he has saved. He's, he's actually pulled out couple of absolute worldly saves. One kick save, I think it might have been in the third period, because it was down the left-hand side of us. He had no business saving. He was outstanding. And Carruth was really, really good as well. Carruth, we didn't get really enough. You see the two goals where we scored them from? Open shots in front of him. He, when he when he got a really good look at him, he didn't save either. Um, when he moved about, he, he's a quick, he's agile, he's big and net. I really like him. Um, he, he's going to be good for them this season, no doubt about that. Could we have got a wee bit more traffic? Could we do something slightly different in front of them? Because maybe a criticism would be that we are really good in possession of the puck, especially that line of Conway, Pekinich and um, Goodwin. Control zone time, control the puck so well. Keep working that circle for shots from that kind of outside top circle slot shots. Whereas the two goals came from just going straight down to the house and getting the shots on. Um, so I'll, I'll let Simon come in here, but like there was so much that we did really well. Boucher was outstanding. He really was. We got, I guess, Boucher, Goodwin, um, Pekinich, who else did I mention there? Conway had to play a lot of ice time. Now, Saturday was probably the first of the games that we have played that we have missed, really, really missed. The extra two guys in Laker and Murph that you know Cardiff were just one guy deeper than us, and one guy deeper was just enough. Um, Soy, Longer, and Hooky played really, really well together. We're relied on probably to play a lot more ice time than the half been. Both of them got or all three of them getting power play time as well. Good to see. Um, but you know, that we just ruled those three, those three two man defensive units who all played really well. It's hard to be too critical. I thought we played well, and I'm disappointed, obviously, to lose, but not despondent. I think, Simon, Davies put it well there, but it's the fact that, especially in that first period, it seemed we were so, the passing was crisp. We were moving our feet. We were, you know, we were passing it around the Devils and getting into the spaces. We were able to basically control the puck, but not just that. Throughout the game, I thought our forecheck was excellent. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've chatted with Adam and uh, Taff um, about the both the games of the weekend, and and um, I mean, I was up in practice this morning speaking to a few of the boys as well. But we'll get those interviews later. But you know, they are all the big thing about it is Davies, you know, put it very, very well, and he was there, so you know, he, he probably gets a better view than what the majority of us do. But you know, watching the the the, uh, the game back, watching you, you get to see all these different angles from the, the you know the way the some of the good camera angles from Devils TV and. And we we had our chances. You know, we really did. You know, both goaltenders played very very well. 
you know, Carruth seems like a, a very active goalie. He likes getting his blocker and, and catcher up there and then stick into, into players who get anywhere near his crease. And I have no problem with that at all. Um, but, you know, sometimes he's a wee bit over-enthusiastic with it. But, you know, we, we skated very, very well. And with some of, one of the things that I'd like to, to point out is, as I say, we're missing two of the top players in, in the lineup. You know, one of the best centermen in the league regarding Davies touched on when the puck, Ben Lake stays in the circle. Um, Darcy Murphy, you know, when he gets going, he, we know he's renowned for being a bit of a slow starter, but he was getting to the stage where now, you know, he was feeling really good and then all of a sudden he gets injured. Um, hopefully, you know, both of them are back very, very soon. But see, we get both of them rolling and to join the guys that were there and participate at the weekend. I have no problem at all going up against the Devils. Honestly, I, I thought the guys did really, really well. Besco, you know, there's not much I can do. It takes a couple of deflections for, for both. There's two of the goals. And and I think it was in the first one on a power play, did we? Yep. Yes, it was. You know, so, you know, like, Carter for a good team. That's not make any bones about it, Todd. You know, he's been in this business a long time now. He knows what he's putting together. They brought a new coach in. And, and you know, he's, I'm sure he's got his ideas as well. But, you know, the, the Belfast Giants are going to win more games than they're going to lose this year. And they're going to play a lot worse and win. Um, and I was disappointed not to, to you know, the, as, the, as the time went on and, you know, they hit a post and, and they were lucky not to, to, you know, get an equalizer. Unlucky, sorry, to get an equalizer. Um, but there's nothing there to, to really make me, you know, worry about facing the Cardiff Devils this year and, and, and any other team in this league um, when, we're, when we're playing well. And, and you know, some of the individual performance the weekend, Davey again is – has covered the majority of them. I'm, I'm probably just going over things. Boucher was absolutely outstanding. And I, I, I don't want to use the word unplayable, but they couldn't keep up with him. He's a fly machine. He is absolute fly machine. And, you know, the, the, the back from, you know, the defence on on, um, on Cardiff, you know, there's there a lot of experience there. Registers played a, at a very high level, as is Mickelson. Um, and, and, you know, he, he, he just doesn't fear anybody. He's just stuck in. And we have, sorry, just sorry, Sam. Just to, just to come in, could we have got in Caruth's face a bit more? Because obviously there was a point in the game where we were getting right up in his face, and Caruth was not liking it. He was pushing back. He was getting emotional about it. He was angry. But then we didn't seem to do that again. We seemed to just like back off, and then we get a little bit perimeter. Possibly. Um, again, you're, you know, Davy. Again, I keep on going back to Saint David because he he covered the, the you know the analysis of the other half of the game was absolutely brilliant. But the whole thing for me is you've got – we get to run three top lines. You know, Longer, Soy, and Hookie got a regular shift. You know, unfortunately – you know, well, unfortunately, some of the boys are um, – they're, they're mixing around the power play time. They're sorting around the, the shorthand of time. Hookie's playing both power play and um, on the shorthand at the minute as well. And he, he doesn't look out of place. He's, he's playing really, really well defensively. Reinhardt is, you know, you know, he's he's just he's just quality. Um, great to see Cam Knight getting his first goal. Mark Cooper, you know, getting a goal the weekend and, and against Cardiff, and then he picked up a couple of helpers the night after. Look, look again, we're we're going to be in a good place this year. We just need to get healthy. We've been very unlucky. I think there's 16 games already, David, in the first four weeks of the season. 16 import games that we've yeah. missed with injuries or um, you know guys picking up injuries, what have you, you know. Any team would miss a Ben Lake. Any team would miss a Darcy Murphy. Tyler Soy, you know, he's going to start to come to Kelly. I thought he looked decent at the weekend as well. You know, he's had a tough start to the season, picking that head up against Kyle Haar, 
Kyle Haas a few weeks ago against Dundee. You know, it, it gets, takes a little bit longer to get used to it. And we talk about footballers coming into the UK, playing in the Premier League. It takes guys a little bit of time to get used to their surroundings. It's, it's, you know, some of these guys have never been out of North America. I mean, if you ask Sam Ruop, Sam's hardly been, ever been out of Canada. Um, you know, so he's never been across the, he's never been in the plane to get across the, the, uh, the Atlantic to come here. Um, and we will have to get Sam online at some time. He's absolute quality. Um, but look, it, it is what it is. You know, it's, it, was a, it was a really good performance, both ends of the ice. Paddy touched on the forecheck. You know, we, we got on their faces. They know they're going to be in for a game and to play the Belfast Giants this year. Um, and I'm already looking forward to the next one. We kind of, if I go back a couple Tom Knight, I was, you can't text from inside that concrete bunker. There's just no phone signal. But I was trying to send you a message. Say, Tom Knight has really stepped up. And then he's gone almost coast to coast and picked up his own rebound from Hooky, gone five hole and crew. But the game, a game of inches, we have that one chance in the first period. And that's Soy again. Soy drives right. And this has been a, an ongoing thing of. And it comes up in the Cardiff game or the Coventry game where they did it on us. They got around the outside of Bonner. Lots of players making that drive round the outside of the D-man and then on the goalie. So he does it and comes up and pings the post. And it's sitting there to get knocked in. Unfortunately, the devil, the D-man has tripped, knocked the post off. That's the game ends. And then that shot at the end. But for a couple of posts, you know, the Belfast Giants come away there in the overtime with it. If we'd have won that game, Simon, I don't think there'd have been a Cardiff Devils fan would have said we didn't deserve it. I, yeah, I think you're I, right. And yeah. you touched on the uh, the innocent there of the, the net being shoved off intentionally. And, you know, no. I'm, I'm, no. Yeah. Just, just definitely not. I, I was analysing the game then, cutting tape. It's so he drives around the outside of him on the yeah. trip, and he just slides. He hits it with his head. He's totally incidental. No way did he mean it. 100%. I'll try and cut it for you for afterwards. Did he extend his neck to hit the with his head? <laughs> you know, Google, 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 Google. The net came off when he could have avoided it. So he managed to extend that neck. Out, like what about, what about and, and Davey, I'll go to you. What about the call from Adam Keith with three minutes on the power play to, to pull Basco? You know, two goals down, three minutes to go. We get that goal. We keep going. It was a it was it was a ballsy call. It paid off. Not it nearly paid off fully. If it wasn't for Cruz, like hitting it off the shoulder and onto yeah. the post, it nearly fully paid off. Panic tactics is not what that guy used to call. I remember name. Um, I've only ever seen it work once, where a team's got two goals. The wings did it once. Lidstrom got both goals. Uh, you know, it reminds me of that. But look, we we talked slightly earlier when we were doing the analysis there. We keep possession, especially when we have that line of picking it's good when Conway out there. Bush was out as well. I think Reinhardt was out. I can't remember who the sick man was just off the top of my head. Sorry. But we keep possession in the offensive zone so well. So we we, we won the face off. We we got good possession of it. And then keepers give the. And we kept possession in the zone for what seemed like an age before we got the goal. it had gone out of the zone and gone back in. You know, we were confident enough to let it come out. But we've been doing that in the game and pegging them, pinning them in their own D zone time and time and time again. It's, uh, and it was quite like that in the first period too. There was there was periods of the game, not periods of the game, there were sections within the periods where we were keeping 60-second possessions. I'm, I'm sure the stats guys, Keelan will have them, them done the ozone D zone time and stuff. 
but there was times where we just had Cardiff pinned in, gassed out. They talking to Lily there earlier. They iced the puck. They iced the puck. They iced the puck. You know, uh, that's the pressure of a Boucher, of a good one, of a Conway, just constantly, constantly in your face. Simultaneous D man. The last thing you want to hear is that coming towards you when you're facing your own glass. You know, and and the Belfast Giants did it again, again, turnover after turnover after turnover, and that sets us up now. You've seen us on the power play, what our possession's been like this season on the power play so far. Um, we could do with more power play goals, but power play possession's been really good. So getting that, getting best goal off, getting the extra man on, kind of like a power play, I guess, except you've got 11 men in the zone instead of 10. But that's like, Simon will come in on that. I just think, bar, like a paint, that game's tied up and it would have been a really ballsy move from Adam to, to get the two power play or the two extra man goals. Yeah, it's not the first time he's you know he's he's pulled a goalie with two and a half three minutes left in the game. Um, you know it, it it does take a ballsy move to do that. And at the end of the day, if you if you're getting beat three two and you lose four two or five two, who cares? Um, yep. You know you, you're still gonna uh, you know give it a go. And, and I thought the I thought the boys. To be honest, Dave, I I actually thought watching that game in stages, as you say, um, that Carter for chasing shadows. Um, you know we were very very quick. Paddy touched on it at the top of the show. You know, the passing was on the tape every single time in the first period, especially. Um, and then Cardiff, you know, make a slight adjustment. They come out to get the goal. And, and it's always difficult to chase the game against the Cardiff Devils. You know, they, they get a couple of goals that deflected back. And um, and the next thing, you know, you're 3-1 down. You really need to try and push it on. You put a goalie, you get that goal. We're very close to getting the second one. Sorry, the third one. But again, overall, Adam is not disappointed with the performance. He's not disappointed um, with the way, that, you know, it all actually ended up. Um, and, and, and again, on another night, you know, you, you might get those bounces not going into the Cardiff Devils and you, you end up winning four or five, six ones. So uh, there's, there's nothing for me right now, the way the Cardiff Devils are sitting, to be worried about if we're full strength. Um, so, you know, looking forward to the next game. And uh, it sort of came to roost for the next night as well because the boys were ready to go. Just like, I think I tweeted it on Saturday night just before I hit the road about not being too despondent. You know, we have had games against the Dundee Stars, and um, with the greatest respect, the Fife Flyers have not started the season well. And then we're going in against the team who are playing CHL games, who have played the Steelers, who have played the Panthers, who have played the Coventry Blaze. You know, they've had good, high-intensity games, and we were having to jump straight in to the fire straight away against a team that, I'm not going to say they're mid-season form or anything, but they're certainly, you know, further down their, their season's fitness and all than we are. And we stood up tall against them. And as you said, Sam, if we had a run out there, winners by three, four goals, nobody would have complained. Bit of puck luck. Bit of puck luck sometimes doesn't go your way. And I think Saturday was one of those nights. Let's um, let's wrap this section up with, uh, with some of the post-game interviews from the coaches. Yeah, certainly. I think, um, you know, obviously Carter's a very good hockey team. They are pretty much every year, uh, at least the last little while here. So, um, you know, we watched them with Champions League and obviously the success they had early on in the Champions League and you know, been playing for that long that we knew that there, there was going to be another, another level of pace to the game that we weren't used to. Um, no disrespect to Fife and Dundee, but it was another level of pace today. And, um, you know, I was happy to, with our guys uh, to stick with it for the, for the most part of the game. And, um, you know, I thought if we had capitalized on a few of our chances in the first period, it could have been a different look. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, Caruth played well tonight and, um, you know, we, we didn't make it hard enough for him, I don't think, to see those pucks. 
but it was all in all uh, really happy with the pushback there at the end. We had the goalie out there for a little over three minutes and um, you know managed to, to maintain possession and uh, keep coming at them, which is uh, you know that's a positive for the future. Uh, yeah, I thought we competed hard mo- all night long. Um, you know, I, I know that, that that's a very good hockey team there, and they put a lot of pressure on, especially in the first period. I thought, uh, you know, offensively they create, and, 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 you know, they had sustained offensive zone time. So, yeah, I'm very happy with the outcome, and I thought we played very hard. I thought that defensively we could have been a little quicker to pucks, installed their offense a little bit. Um, but, again, they're, they're a hard team to contain, and, and, again, that's how they ended up with so much offensive zone time tonight. Thanks to uh, Devils TV for the uh, the goals, and thanks to uh, Elite League for the uh, for the interviews. Uh, you can get the full highlights from our good friends at Devils TV, and Gareth and Ollie did a, did a good job as always on commentary. Uh, let's move on to Sunday, guys. That game that was live on Premier Sports. Uh, it was the game between the Coventry Blaze and our own Belfast Giants, and the game ended in a five three victory for your Belfast Giants. The goals. They came, they came for the Blaze from John Curran, who scored two, and Evan Bloodoff, who scored their third. For the Belfast Giants, stick your hand in your pockets. It's uh, Kevin Rain with two goals, one in the, for, he, the opener for the Giants and the empty net at the end. And in between that, Scott Conway with a hat-trick. Um, CJ Mott in goal for the Coventry Blaze, 26 saves and uh, four goals against. On the other side, Tyler Bescarani, 25 saves, three goals against. Rester Dean Smith and Liam Sewell once again. Uh, says I'll start with you on this one. Um, Blaze are a tough team. It was a nip and tuck game. Every time we seemed we were trying to get away, they came back at us. Didn't get a chance to watch it on uh, Sunday night, Paddy, so I watched the back uh, on the rerun from uh, Premier Sports last night. Again, real, I was actually really enjoying it. Um, Obviously, I'm not sitting there as a neutral, uh, but you know, I thought it was a really good game. But you know, great to get the lead and and uh, push on from it. You know, Kevin Rain with a great goal for the officials. It's obviously had a bit of a nightmare not picking up the assists. I mean, there's five goals and one assist there in that list that you put up there, Paddy. But you know, some of the some of the movement of our puck again, or sorry, our, of our players and on uh, Sunday night against the the Coventry players was absolutely outstanding. Um, you know. I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I said to you boys at the start of the season, you know, I expect Conway to be up on around the 30 goal mark. The kid's unbelievable. He really is. He, you know, you, you, there's no back left off the majority of those shots that he has. Um, and and he just knows where the net is. He knows where the target is. Obviously, you're, you're going to bring in the chance here of scoring the goals as well. But, I mean, even in that play there, that the little heads up play from JJ Pekinich, Little drop pass back there for Rainer to step onto. It couldn't have been any better. It was it's it's all about the pass. You know, if he had a really rifled on one on the backhand to Rain, he's not getting in there. He's just not being able to, to hit the puck because he he wasn't catching up on the play. Um, and just before that, I'm pretty sure Rainer emptied a guy right at the penalty box. And yeah. again, he got gets up back on his feet and he gets back into the play as well. Really good opportunity uh, for the uh, for the Blaze. And, and you know, and again. I actually think Basco is going to be a wee bit disappointed on one or two of the goals. Um, you know, he, he, there was one, I think one, he, the guy waved a stick and he thought, I think he maybe thought he was getting a bit of a deflection on it. And the third goal, I know Taff was saying that, that Basco was a bit disappointed with that. Um, and, you know, it sneaked in there at the post, coming off a stick. It, it looks like it went top corner. It did not go top corner. 
it, it basically come off the paddle of sticking up in Lynette. But I thought we looked really, really good on Sunday night, especially with the Blaze being fresh. There's no games all week since the previous Sunday. Um, you know, they had a couple of days off and led to believe they were ready to rock and they didn't have to travel for the game. We played a game the night before uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're back on the on the, on the the ice again less than 22 hours later. Solid performance, both individually on, on numerous occasions and numerous players um, and obviously collective. I thought we were absolutely outstanding. And that play from Kevin Rain, again, it's all about the pass out from Pekinich. Pekinich in the corner with a great pass, a heads-up play right on the Rainer. Rainer, I thought at that stage he was about to, because the net just got bigger and bigger for him. Um, and all of a sudden, he just, you know, has a head up. Conway's right in front of the goaltender. To be honest, I had no idea where the company players, players were because Pekinich is sucking them all into the corner. Literally just, they were all puck watching. They were literally following them into the corner. And he puts that pass right on a plate for, for Rainer to put to Conway. Great performance. Really tough building to go into. We've known that over the years. And, and Coventry, are, I think they're going to be a really good team this year. They have some solid, solid players in that lineup as well. But again, pick, picking up the two points after the night before when we when it just didn't go our way uh, was very, very pleasing. For those watching on YouTube, the, the three word weekends are scrolling across the bottom. Thanks to everybody for those. Davey, the, uh, we had an early disallowed goal. Came back in Conway with uh, with a fantastic hat trick, but overall, you know, it is a tough building to go into, as Simon says. Every time we looked to be getting away, they always pulled one back. I remember saying to my brother, who was watching the game of Premier Sports as well, that the amount of times that I've that have been in that building where we think we're getting ahead and they've nicked one right at the end or they've nicked one at the end of the period where you know, there's been a bit of a lapse, they know how to come back in the games. The Giants had to work hard in this game. Yeah, I think uh, that'll please Danny Stewart that they didn't quit um, when they went down against a good team. They kept coming three times. They came back from from conceding goals. I think that uh, I know I talked to you guys earlier on. I think their first goal should have probably been blew up for um, icing, but doesn't go. Reinhardt takes his foot off the gas for just a split second. A split second to sort of appeal to the line of going. Hey, where, where's McCall? Because he's beat him to the face off dots. He's been he's like it should be called the rules of the game. If it's a close race, it's icing. It's it's there. It's not you don't have a foot race unless there's going to be a clear winner. So I felt that it should have been called up, and I think he did too. It came from a soft turnover as well on the blue line. We never saw the goal, the, the game or the the puck again. This is going to happen against good teams like this. You give them the puck easy, they'll they'll transition back and they'll punish you, and that's what they did. They got that four check on that goal, but like the probably the highlight goal is that one that's scrolling there at the minute. There's two. Reinhardt's play to allow Conway to come back out from the net where he just holds it for an extra half a second and then sauces it straight across the ice for the one-timer. Beautiful. But that one where Rainer comes in as Simon and said there, the net probably, and the puck's like a beach ball. This is this is brilliant. And he just has the time and the mental capacity just to put that in the slot to let teammates score. That was more important. And then to come up with the, what, 185-foot uh, empty netter was brilliant for him and say, Richard Tobin won't be too happy cost him 40 quid but um you know it's all for charity that charity by the way at the minute after what's that week weekend number four 311 quid to kevin rain's charity of choice so uh it's raining goals there it says by dylan kaki it's raining money for charity as well 
I think says you know goalkeeping as well. We knew that CJ Mott was going to be a real mm. challenge. We knew Matt Cruz was a challenge the night before, but CJ Mott is a fantastic goalkeeper. There, there's some top top goalies in this league again this year. Uh, CJ Mott, you wouldn't be disappointed if he was in your lineup. Um, well, I would be if it's not Besco, obviously. Uh, I was going to ask you that time before you go on. Would you swap Besco for any of them? No, not one, not um, one, not one of them. Um, and I'll tell you what, every team in the league. If they said that they wouldn't swap Besco for them, they're lying. If Besco would be the, the number one goalie uh, on every every coach's opportunity in this league if they could get him. So it's great to have him here. Um, but you know, CJ Moss a solid, solid goaltender. He proved it last night. You know, there was one, there was a save in the third period that he pulled off, which was absolutely outstanding. But again, it, it's it's our movement. It, it's it, it's the speed. You know, I was listening to the Murph and, and Paul Lady talking about the speed of Coventry because they'd watched them the week before or two weeks before against Sheffield and said how fast they are. Um, they hadn't seen Belfast at that stage yet. Um, and then after the game, uh, they were basically saying the Adam, you know, you actually left the Coventry place sitting at one point, you know, the speed, the movement, um, picking it, you know, he just, again, when you watch that Kevin Rain uh, pass to Conway, Rainer doesn't get that pass unless Pekinets is doing his job in the corner. And when you watch it, what happens, he comes right behind the net of uh, CJ Mott. Mott's keeping an eye on him. He's got a guy chasing him. He's got a guy coming in from the circle. I think it's a centerman who's coming in, and he's, he ends up sucking the winger who's keeping an eye on the defenseman down into the corner as well. You could throw a blanket over the three of them. Head up play. Sees Rainer coming in off the blue line. Great play by Rainer. Good, you know, to pinch in there to the top of the circles. Right on his tape. And uh, you know that uh, how it didn't make the the top goals of the, the uh, Premier Sports uh, top five or six goals this this weekend. I don't know quality quality play by picking out on two or three occasions. Uh, but again, we could pick three, four, maybe even five players who had really really good games. Conway was outstanding. Rainer was outstanding. Reinhardt, Davey, that that pass from Reinhardt through the same <laughs> for, for Conway at the back door, and what a finish from Conway. You know, he, he, you, if you watch Conway again, he's keeping an eye on his winger. The winger's literally about to come down and, and pick him. But the Reinhardt sort of fakes to go across the blue line for the shot, opens it up because he steps out. Conway's there all on his own. He, nobody, he, nobody within 20 feet of him, and he goes top shelf again. What a finish. Great performance. And as I say, you know, from the night before when just one or two bounces didn't go our way, uh, it was it was great to see a couple of fantastic finishes, a couple of lucky bounces going our way as well. And to pick up a two points to get the league season up and running was very important. I think that was going to be my final question on this. You know, David, you know, two points from the from the two games. You know, it is you know, early. We always say two points in October mean as much as two points in March. But, you know, are you happy with the return from this weekend or is it more about the performances? Um, right back to the top of the show, disappointed but not despondent. You know, um, to go to Cardiff and get anything ever is always a good point. Is always good. Two good points. Disappointed because I felt that we did enough in the game to take something from it, and a bit of puck luck went went against us, and we didn't come out with any points. Blaze is going to be a hard place for every team to go to this season to come out of the Sky Dome or the Rain Dome, as uh, as mm-hmm. Kiefer's going to rename it. I think that's uh, fourth goal for Rainer in there. Um, his building. His building. So I. I They'll take they'll take points of lots of teams at home there this season. So good start to the league campaign. Disappointed, as I say, not to take all four points, but not too despondent. Simon, 
Absolutely agree. Um, if you'd offered me two points before the weekend started, I probably would have took them. You know, would you take them the other way around? What? Would you take them the other way around? Two and Saturday, or Sunday. If, I think if I had a one on Saturday, but still would have won on Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the, the Devils have they have played at a higher level, um, and that you know, I asked that question to Jordan Boucher this morning, and you'll hear his answer in just a few minutes, but. You know, for me, when you're you're used to playing with – it's the same as when I say about kids playing hockey. When you're playing with better players, you get better. You know, with, with the greatest respect to, to Dundee and Fife, Carter for a different level. Um, they've been skating for – I think it was the second week in August they came in. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's what's that, eight, nine, ten weeks um, since they started their season. Our boys have been going for four weeks. They didn't have any, um, you know, warm-up games to a certain extent. Uh, and, and to get to where we're going at the minute and, you know, using let's, – let's be honest, you know, Thorts and, and Adam decided to use the Challenge Cup as our warm-up for the league this year. It's worked a treat. We've already qualified for the next stage. We've got a game this weekend um, against – is it Dundee or Fife? I can't remember. Um, you know, we've already we've – already, we're already through. Um, so, you know, I don't know what way he's going to work it this weekend. But the uh, for me, it, it's been a real stroke of genius to do that for this – Started this season, and as I say, if you'd have given me two points before we went away across the water to, to play Cardiff and, and Coventry, I probably would have took them. Highlights from Premier Sports, and thanks to them for the goals as well. As Simon mentioned, he popped down to training this morning, had a chat with Jordan Boucher and Slater Doggett. Jordan, a uh, tough weekend. Uh, you get a league campaign on the, up and running, and it's the Cardiff Devils, which is always a tough game against the Belfast Giants. It, but again, you dominated a lot of the play. Um, just unfortunately, a uh, little bit of unlucky puck luck. Yeah, I, I, I would say so as well, you know. Um, I think we played a lot better than they did, especially in the first period, we were all over them. Um, we just couldn't get the first goal right away, you know. It took, uh, it took us till the third to get it, I think. And then Niter put it in and we got that momentum that we needed. Um, but uh, no, I think uh, we'll, uh, we'll get them back at home for sure. With, with a lot of respect to Dundee and, and Fife, who you've been playing for Challenge Cup, did you notice that step up in, in intensity because Cardiff have been playing the CHL game so far this season? Um, actually, no. I think Dundee is a hard-working team, you know. So um, from that standpoint, not so much. Um, and they also play different in their D zone. Dundee's more of a man-on-man coverage kind of team, and then uh, Cardiff was more uh, kind of like a layered, if you would say. So from that standpoint, I think you no. Know, both teams. Uh, I think Dundee did a good job preparing us for uh, Cardiff. Uh, we came out strong. We 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 had him, but we just couldn't bear it. So I think we were ready for them. Sunday, uh, Coventry had this, the weekend off. They only played the one game. Um, you take that intense intensity, sorry, from Saturday, and it was very noticeable getting into Sunday. Uh, yeah, uh, we. Uh, you know what? We didn't want to lose two in a row. That was our main goal for that game. We came, uh, we came out strong, and uh, you know, we just showed uh, what kind of character this team is built around. Um, we, uh, we we battled till the end, and uh, we came out on top. Kevin Rain with two goals, and Scott Conway with a hat trick. Uh, Rainer looked like he enjoyed it, and you were on the ice with a couple of them as well. Yeah, Rainer was an absolute beast out there. He's hitting, making pass, scoring goals. Um, it was uh, I heard it was his building too. Last year, he put a couple, or the year before, he put a couple ones in there. So. Um, I'm happy Rainer got it in, and then uh, Conway's been due. You know, he's been working hard every day, and it just—it's just fun to see these guys being uh, rewarded. Optional practice today. Uh, a few short eggs out there because you know it's Andrew Dixon especially. So he looked as if he was uh, 
Uh, he certainly had enough this morning. Yeah, he did. Uh, no, we uh, we tried to go easy on Dicko, but it was four of us. So I mean, uh, he did. He got a couple of shots. Uh, Laker had his number this morning. He got pissed off a couple of times, but uh, <laughs> I think it was a good time being out there. Thanks, Jordan. Flitter, uh, a weekend where you, you took up the league action um, after uh, six games in the Challenge Cup, um, and obviously you know, headed over to Cardiff and. And a game that you know we we seen on the webcast obviously even Cardiff and it looked like a tough battle. Yeah, I felt like we came out a lot harder than them. We were uh, we were pretty excited. We got the bus legs out early and we had a pretty good first. But uh, they they kind of brought it to us in the second. So uh, we uh, we thought we were controlling the game other than they scored the first goal. And uh, yeah, we were, we played a good game. Just a few few mistakes, few mental breakdowns. Uh, you know, a, a goal off the face off that should never happen and. We fought back at the end, uh, a couple good, couple good um, empty net chances, but it wasn't good enough. But now we kind of know what to expect going into Cardiff and playing them. So uh, yeah, next time, next time around, we'll be ready, and uh, hopefully the two points will fall in our direction. It's one of those games where we're missing a couple of bodies, Ben Lake and Darcy Murphy, um, and you know they're two big cogs in the way. Yeah, I mean Laker and Murph, they're they're two of our leaders and and two of our kind of strongest players. So. Getting them back in the lineup will give us a huge uh, boost in energy for sure. So I think I uh, can't wait for those guys to be back to see what uh, see what they bring in league games. 24 hours later, uh, Coventry in uh, the Sky Dome. Um, again, the Belfast Giants, you travel, the fans traveled, and, and uh, it's always good to see those guys in the crowd when you're, when you're uh, participating for the Giants. Oh, yeah, it's just awesome seeing a full section of Giants fans uh, so far away from Belfast. And kind of gives us energy to... To hear when the Coventry announcer says, oh, any Giants fans in the crowd? And we hear them yelling as loud as they can. So uh, they definitely bring in, bring us uh, a lot of energy. And we're we're just grateful to have them so far away from Belfast. And that game against Coventry with the 5-3 the victory, again, a, another tough battle, another tough place to go into. But uh, it must have been sweet coming up with two points. Yeah, it was it was a tight game all around. Uh, kind of we scored, they scored, back and forth. No, uh, never a two-goal lead. So uh, it was nice to see Collins tuck three back and, and get one late in the third to get, get us the points. Uh, yeah, just a tough battle, and I'm, I'm proud of our, our whole team for uh, pulling that one out. Tough week of practice, and, uh, and then back out of the game this weekend. Manchester away, and then back at the SSC Arena yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be fun to get back at the SSC, but uh, first up's Manchester, so we're just focused on that one, and then we'll worry about that home game after uh, after we steal two points from Manchester in their, their rank. Top man, thank you. Cheers. I like that straight at the end there. Two points from Manchester, let's hope so. Right, we're going to move it on. We've got our guest. We've got the fan agenda brought up to you by our good friends at uh, Belfast Jazz TV. And after the last week, who else are we going to bring on except for the 11th captain of the Belfast Jazz, the newly named captain for the Belfast Jazz? That is, of course, Mr. David Goodwin. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing really well, sir. Doing really well. Thanks for joining us. Now, a lot of questions have come in, a lot of questions about you know, the game, a lot of questions have come in on Twitter, but I'm going to start with one equally as point, as important as any of those. You've been to London. You've seen Blakey. How's he doing? Yeah, it was great. Um, as you can see from those last few clips, there weren't a few, there weren't uh, a lot of us out at the skate today. So some of us uh, were in London. I got to see Blake. He's doing great. He had a surgery today. Um, so it was just really great seeing him before that. So really, really grateful for our time together. Uh, yeah, was it was that a planned trip down to London that you, you had, or just you had a day off just to go down? Yeah, well, it was planned. Um, you know, Kiefer gave us a couple of days off Monday and Tuesday. Um, so some of us buzzed down to London uh, from Coventry, and then 
once I found out Blake was there, it was kind of a no-brainer to try to set that up and visit him. Yeah, it's fantastic, especially considering he's the, the position that he's in. You know, he's, he's going through a bit of a tough time for you to get out to Great Ormond Street. He must have been pleased to see you. Oh, yeah. His, his mom, like, didn't tell him that I was coming. And when I saw him, he was just – he was ecstatic. So it's uh, it was great. You know, it, it really was special seeing him. Goody, first of all, congratulations on the, the captaincy. Quite an honor. Yeah, it, it really is. Massive honor. Um, you know, looking forward to the challenge. But, you know, obviously when Kiefer let me know, like the first thing I thought about was just, yeah, like you said, how big of an honor it is. So, Listen, we, we've, we've just finished kind of analyzing the weekend's games there. And sort of the one question I would have had after Saturday, how easy is it to kind of like put the puck in the bin after playing so well and not sort of dwell on the loss? Is it easier because you've got a game coming so quick on Sunday? Yeah, you know, it's nice. Like, I mean, like, you know, uh, Boosh and Dogs were saying, like, we, we, we did feel like we played well and we did a lot of things right. But the reality is it, it wasn't the result we wanted and we needed. And a big part of that was because we didn't score, you know, kind of at the beginning of the game. So it kind of stung with us a little bit going into Coventry. But thankfully, we were able to kind of get out on top early and, um, you know, kind of get the ball rolling right away. Good day. If you, you've been here now four weeks, obviously it's um, you know Challenge Cup. And you've, you've faced on day and five, both three times each, and then over to to get the league season run. What's your? How do you think the first four weeks? If you had to break everything down into sections, the first month of the season, how do you think the the team collective's gone? Yeah, I mean, I think you know net net things have been going you know really well. Um, you know, you guys probably know better than me, but our record, you know, six and two, gone into some tough barns and. And got some gotten some big wins. Played well even when we haven't won. Um, so I think on the ice, like you know, everyone's pretty pretty happy with how things have been going. I would say, you know, more importantly from from my view, off the ice in the locker room, the guys are gelling very well. Um, so you know, even if there's some road bumps here at the beginning of the season, I think long term, you know, we're in a good position for success. Uh, when you when you're looking, as I say, you, I know Adam breaks it down in the section maybe four or five games at a time. Uh, the league campaign, do you think uh, – I asked Bush the, the question this morning, but do you think there was a bit of a step up in level of intensity maybe from, from the likes that Dundee and Fife to the Cardiff game because they've played CHL so far this season? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I know I, I heard Bush said, you know, he might not necessarily think that, but I do think, you know, certainly a step up in intensity. Um, obviously – you know, the history between Cardiff and, and, and Belfast, um, you know, we went into a very hostile environment that I think was certainly a notch up from going into, going into you know, Dundee or going into Fife. Going to go to a couple of questions that have come from Twitter, some uh, some serious, not some not so serious. Uh, we'll start off with Caelan Daly, who just asks, you know, what can the Giants fans expect from a David Goodwin captaincy? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I... I mentioned this in, in one of the interviews I had in the paper, but just trying to be the best version of myself, you know, um, try not to change a whole lot. You know, there was a reason I got, to, I, I was selected to be captain and I'm just going to try to bring that, um, you know, every day in practice into the games. You know, I, I like to, I like to be vocal when I need to, but, but certainly I hope to just mainly walk the walk. Uh, let me see. Kevin Madden. <clears throat> Would you rather play hockey against one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? To be fair, I cheated a little bit, and I read some of these questions. You've read them out? You've got ahead of yourself then? Yeah. 
Um, I would rather the one horse-sized duck than a hundred horse horses that are duck-sized. So, why, 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 why would that be? I just feel like it'd be easier to get around them and not have to like. I, all I have to worry about is one of them and not a hundred of them. So just be able to focus on one. Uh, one more teal trooper asks: Is there such a is there such a major difference in the game in terms of speed and physicality in the UK when compared to <clears throat> Poland, Finland, Sweden? I think all the leagues kind of have their own style. I would say the UK league is most similar to North America compared to Finland, Sweden, and Poland. So it's, you know, more, I'm most comfortable here in the UK. Um, I'd say a little more physical than Finland and Sweden. Um, I'd say that's probably the biggest difference. The way things have started off, you've been mostly out with uh, Scott Conway and JJ Pickett. Just how much fun are those two guys to line up with? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, clearly we've, we've you know, had some chemistry here early on, you know, mixed it up a little bit. I played with, you know, uh, Dogs and Coop, but we went back to it for the Coventry game. And it's, uh, you know, I, I think we're making it really difficult for Kiefer to switch that lineup, which is a good thing, good problem to have. And, and Bush, Jordan Boucher, just out there grinding away every shift, never takes a shift off. He must be great to even watch from the bench. He is. He's, he's really entertaining, you know. Um, you know, skates like the wind, uh, you know, he'll get in guys' faces. You know, he has some pretty goals so far this year. So I'm sure the fans love him. And, and you know, speaking for the players, we obviously really enjoy him on our team. When you see him crashing in the, in the Cruz crease, does anybody all know not again? Uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, gosh, like, here we go, you know, but. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is you know, it's good for the team and it brings us energy. So, it, you know, net net, it's probably a, a positive thing. Goody, I just want to ask you and again that you're obviously you 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 played. I can't remember many games, David Bellano, for the first season that you were here, but coming in from a from a mid season for a certain extent, but coming into Northern Ireland um, and settling in as a professional player in a new rank and a new city, how hard is it? I mean, you know, okay, it's obviously a little bit easier because we're an English-speaking country. Um, that's debatable. A lot of people would argue about that sometimes. <laughs> you, know, when, you know, when you sort of understand what we're trying to say, it becomes easier for you. But how hard is it to settle in? Because, again, some guys just take it like a duck to water, um, or a horse-sized duck to water, um, and others take out a little bit longer. Yeah, you know, like I would say for someone like me, it, you know, it does take a little bit of time, you know, to, to feel comfortable. Even coming back for this second go around, it does, it has taken a little bit of time. You know, things are different than it, than they were the first time around. Um, I also think, you know. Like for myself, I want to be very, you know, immersed in the in the culture here, very immersed in the fan base. I want to get to know a lot of people. Like I want to, I want it to be more than just about hockey. And so, because I, you know, I want that, it takes a little bit longer. Whereas some guys just live, you know, maybe a little more simply. They're good with just going from the arc apartments to the rink to spar, and that's kind of their gig. Um, I would say for those guys, you know, the 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 adjustment isn't so much. And again, when you're when you, you've only faced four teams so far this season, um, and you know what you know what to expect when you go to like the Sheffield, Nottingham, 
Guildford's always a tough place to go into. And I know you haven't seen some of those teams yet, but who do you expect the Belfast Giants to be their biggest challenges this year? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, of course, going into Sheffield is going to be very difficult. I'm sure they're going to be top of the standings this year. Um, you know, I felt we struggled against Nottingham, you know, a couple of years ago. They always kind of had our number. So I think those two would be uh, the, the the teams that we're going to have circled on the on the schedule. We'll close up with a couple more from Twitter. Dude. You know, uh, Saturn asks, uh, what's your favorite to do when you're not training or playing? Yeah, you know, like I said, just try to do stuff around town. I like going up Cave Hill, get down to the Mourn Mountains, um, try to be outside as much as I can while the weather's still nice. How are you enjoying the Mourns? It's great. Sleeve Binion. It's very beautiful. Mm, it's a lovely, lovely place to climb up. And one more. Reese Harrison, simply potato bread or soda bread? Yeah, I had to ask, I was actually traveling with Lewis Hook back from London today, and I, I had to ask what either of those were. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't I don't think I have a really a response for that. I, well, well, I, I will have you a soda bread and a potato uh, bread at practice tomorrow morning. All know, right, I'll, and then I'll have an answer for you. I think, and we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you back on. We'll get a video if you do, and we'll get uh, we'll get that for next week and see what it was, get your get your response. Obviously, um, Manchester on on Saturday. Um, an interesting rink to play at. It's one that we've had our ups and downs out of the last number of seasons, and especially the last time we played when you were here last time. Um, and then back for that game against Dundee in a competition we've already qualified for. So what's the motivation this weekend? How are you, how are you preparing for it? Yeah, I think like any other game, um, you know, Manchester, they had a kind of a weird weekend. You know, yeah. they spanked Fife and then got spanked by Fife. And, you know, obviously, you know, having guys like Curtis Hamilton and, and Liam Morgan on the team, that'll – It'll be a little extra juice for us. To, you know, obviously we, we want to, you know, play hard against those guys and some of our buddies. So I think we're going to prepare like any other game and, and we're going to, you know, obviously we have a job to do, get a W. The building might not be the best in the league, but we can't get distracted by that. What about like rink size when it comes into somewhere like Manchester? Obviously it's a smaller rink compared to what you've played in, the, you know, in even Cardiff or, or Coventry. Yeah, you know, things happen a little quicker out there. That'll obviously be a point of emphasis for Kiefer this week. You know, you got to make plays a little quicker, probably more shots on net both sides. So, you know, something that we'll adjust minorly, but overall our game plan will be the same. Well, David, Goody, sorry, I, 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 have to come, I have to come in now because I am fascinated by the the um, the smaller rink in Manchester. We're used to playing on 200 by 100 foot ice pads now, the, the you know, the Olympic size ice pads, and then you go into Manchester and all right, you see things happen a lot quicker, but it's shorter in the end. It's narrower with the width. How much of the difference is that to you make it even a controlled breakout, any kind of play on that ice surface? Yeah, you know, I think uh, it, it is definitely different. Like, there's no doubt. It, you know, it's, it's definitely different. Um, like I mentioned, like, things just happen a lot quicker. Um, you just kind of have to mentally be in it, you know, from the very start or else you might, you know, end up, pulling yourself off from the ice after a big hit. Um, you know, like I said, there's going to be a lot more shots on goal. It'll probably be more physical. Usually bigger players do better on smaller ice sheets. You know, they don't have to skate as much. They're able to be more physical. That doesn't necessarily bode well for me. So I'm hoping to, that's not the case, but you know, you know, we've been around this game so long, you know, we know how to play on big sheets, small sheets, and it shouldn't be, um, you know, an, an issue for our, for our team. 
one and I'm just gonna push a little bit on the point there, David, especially in Manchester. Ice conditions are always have always been a bit of a problem in Manchester. You know, it's maybe not the best of rinks. How much of an effect is that? Because they they know how to play on that ice. They know that it can be uh, somewhat of a swimming pool at times. Again, you know, like one of the cool things about this league is all the all the rinks and all the cities <laughs> are super unique. You you truly never know what you're gonna get. So um it's just one of those elements that we can't get distracted by. Obviously, it makes a big difference, but at the end of the day, we have a job to do, and we can't, you know, make excuses like that. But certainly an element. Um, but you know, they're playing on it. We got to figure out a way to play on it too. Fantastic. Well, listen, good luck at the weekend. Congratulations on the captaincy on the uh, on becoming captain of the Belfast Giants. We, I know a lot of people, including ourselves, are delighted to see it. Um, and good luck this weekend against uh, Manchester and back home against Dundee. Yep. Thanks, gents. Cheers, guys. Big thanks. Big thanks to David Goodwin for his time. Fantastic to have him on and brilliant to have him as, as the captain of the Giants. Right, we're going to get stuck into the news. Uh, and he, he mentioned it there himself. Fife. Wow. Um, following a 5-0 defeat in Altrigham, the Storm travelled north uh, to suffer an 8-0 defeat in the return fixture. Mm. Um, a result that prompted a club statement. <laughs> From the storm on Monday, saying that they realise changes have to be made, but they won't be making them in haste, and also citing an unusually quiet market for the players at the moment. Davy, you know, we've said a couple of, a couple of times about about Fife, about uh, with all due respect to their fans and all due respect to Todd Duty, and we like him a lot on this show. He's been great for coming on. They're not a good team, so for them to suffer a five nil loss in Manchester, only to take an eight nil victory in five was quite shocking well when you're told you're maybe playing for your job as you know boots has gone down to manchester there and those guys that came up and got beat five nil just maybe on that coach was that coach trip on the way back up was maybe very quiet or maybe it wasn't very quiet and some things were said that needed to be said and a bit of reaction you know i i know finnerty will not be happy at all with with what happened to Manchester, and I, I, I guess they were in a position where they have to make a statement. You know, that's just not good enough. Losing eight 0 to Fife is not good enough with the start the Fife Flyers have had, especially if you've got them five 0 the night before. So that maybe that's a bit of a kickback, bit of a reaction from Fife. It remains to be seen whether what happens now next game for Manchester, which is which is ourselves coming up, and as as David Goodwin has said, there are a couple of familiar faces in the lineup that they're looking to put the shoulder into as well, hopefully, and. Uh, exciting game. I'm looking forward to it. Interesting as well. You know, it says the fact that the only thing that I got away from that five eight nil was a, a shutout for Shane Owen. It's nice to see. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just can't get my head around that five nil the night before losing eight nil. Matt Ginn started the game. He was five nil down mm-hmm. and get pulled. You know, yeah. I think their attitude must have been it's absolutely stinking. You know, they yeah, just they just thought they were going to have to turn up and they were getting the two points. Um, and that's again seeing the statement coming out from the club or from whoever it was from. Um, I think that's quite evident that that was the case. And there's there might be somebody rotten liqueur who's in the dressing room. That's that's some of these things they got. There are guys maybe went out the night before the night of winning five 0 and said, "Let's go all go out and have a few drinks here because we don't need to be a full capacity to beat five tomorrow morning." I, I actually again we talked about Todd. Uh, before uh, a few minutes ago, when you said about it's been great for us on AVFTB, and and um, you know, I, it's just it's good to see them get a result because they really have been struggling. I know that the sign Chase Shaver. I seen a report um, on Twitter, I think it was that 
he's a non-vaxxer. Um, so they can't play, as far as I understand. You've got to have the injections to play in this league. So, you know, I, I don't know what the situation is, if that's changed from because of the the, the um, restrictions have been relaxed in different uh, parts of the UK. I have no idea. But, you know, I don't know how hard it is to get players in to suit your budget. I've, I've, don't, I've never been involved in that thing, on that side of things from a um, from a club's point of view. But it's uh, there, there's bound to be guys out there who want to play hockey. Um, but it's just because of the, the current pandemic. I have no idea how hard it is to, to try and attract them to, to Manchester. I didn't know that about the vaccine. No, but we'll go to the, the league and we'll, we'll, we'll get clarity on that and see if that's Yeah, I've case. seen it again. I've seen it on Twitter. I think somebody said, because we've seen Chase Sherbier before and he's a good player. Um, good player. But, you know, I, and I've seen something on Twitter that, he's, uh, that he hasn't had his injections. And I'm pretty, as I say, I'm pretty sure the league, it's a, it's a point that they made at the start of the season. You've got to have your injections to play. Uh, Nottingham stung Cardiff 5-2 on Sunday, including a brace from their new captain, Stevie Lee. Um, Sheffield had a league and cup win over Dundee on Sunday and Nottingham in overtime on Saturday, respectively. And uh, we're around five weeks into the season. I know this was mentioned the other week. We, were about, we are five weeks into the season, and the Glasgow clan have welcomed both their coach and their first player in Malcolm Cameron and Brock. I'm going to go, is it? Bookie boom, bookie boom, There used to be a guy called Jeff Bookaboom played for the Edmonton Oilers during their heyday in the mid eighties and won the Stanley Cups. No idea if it's a relation. What's his name? Nathan Brock Brock Bookaboom. Brock Bookaboom. There's going to be some good chance around that. Telling you, uh, they arrive in Renfrewshire this week. Um, still a few weeks before we see them on the ice, though. A warm up against Dundee on the third of November. And uh, before their opening weekend, season visit Fife before, uh, or sorry, season visit from Fife, and then a trip to see us at the SSE Arena on the seventh of November. Davey, that's a long time to wait before we see the Glasgow clan. Before anybody well, sees the Glasgow clan. Hang on, I'm just looking up this Brock Bookerman for you. Go to Simon. Go on, Simon. That's a long time before anybody sees the Glasgow clan. It is, and I've just looked it up, and Jeff Bookerman is his dad. His dad. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, his sister's called Tyson. And uh, uncles John and Brian, cousins Johnny, Scott, and Joe. So there you go. Yeah, look, look at the um, just look at his uh, the Jeff Bookham's league, league page there. He won a world junior championship medal and he won four Stanley Cups. So good pedigree. Don't really care if he plays well for the Glasgow clan or not. But uh, again, that I think the clan have organized the play friendly with. Is it Dundee on the Wednesday night, and then they're going straight into league play? It'll be mm-hmm. tough, you know. It'll be really tough. I know their their players are starting to arrive. No, it's one, and um, I've no idea how many they're they're going to have. But we play them early on in the season, so I really hope that they don't hit the ground running, and we can go into Glasgow and and uh, pump them. It's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for them. We've talked about what we had in terms of preseason, if you like albeit it was actual season in, in games, versus perhaps what the Cardiff Devils have had, Coventry, Sheffield, Nottingham, etc. It's going to be so hard for Glasgow. They're behind the eight ball. They haven't taken part in the Challenge Cup. No chance of silver were there. They, I, I just don't see how they can start the league with like a run of wins or a run of form. You know, They'll take time to build into it. That's almost as if are the mailing this season in? Just saying, well, at least we've got a product out in the ice. You know, just the, 
it's it remains to be seen. Maybe they'll do great. But um, let's hope they get pumped when they come to Belfast. It's a, it's a lot of hockey to play in a short period of time, or at least mm. you know, we're, you know they're, we've started early. Yeah, you could say the the the, um, the Challenge Cup. They're not playing in it, therefore you know they're gaining that time back. We we ditched out of the Challenge Cup time going by, but the a lot of teams have already started their league season. They're not starting their league season for another two weeks, three weeks. You know, it's still a lot of a lot of hockey to be played in a shorter period of time. I'm sure. I'm sure their players are delighted that they've got to play the same amount of games as everybody else for a month's less pay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I guess they're the ones doing the contract negotiations, Davy. So I guess they'll mm. know exactly what they're getting. But uh, yeah, for a point, it's interesting to see what what we'll see from the Glasgow clan when they come into the league. Finally, we got a bit of dops. It's an interesting Dops one. The uh, Kyle Haas in Dundee was hit with an undisclosed fine for the, uh, the game aggressor penalty at 33.05 during the game against the Guildford Flames on the 16th of October. Quoting from the Elite League website, regardless of what starts the altercation, Haas is, clear, is clearly the aggressor on the altercation by removing the Guildford player from the group of players and going over the top of the officials to stop them from carrying out their duties. He continues to throw punches in an attempt to inflict punishment on his opponent who is in a defenseless position and is also clearly an unwilling combatant. This approach was agreed by, this approach to the fine, it was agreed by the uh, the Premier Sports Elite League board uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to take it with regards to the fine, we have been quite cheeky, and we did through a little message to uh, to uh, Omar Pasha to ask him how much the fine was. Not heard back from him yet. Uh, says your your thoughts on this? Um, I, I, I like to see things like this decided at the start of the season. Um, I don't like new rules coming in when there's already been suspensions there's already been guys and from lineup there's already been guys who've been injured who then don't have the opportunity to play the next game and whoever it is has carried out whether it's intentional or whether it's just a bad hit and they have just end up with a fine it's a difficult one but i would have preferred if it had been decided at the start of the season that may well have done sorry may, may well have been decided and i was just late communicating that um, so I really don't know which way it stands. But, look, again, I, nobody wants to see – first thing, nobody wants to see anybody getting injured. That, you know, that that's the worst thing that can happen on the ice. Nobody wants to see anybody getting injured. Um, they don't want to take away the physical element of the arse bar of our game because at the end of the day, it's a, it is a physical game. and So people are going to get hurt, whether it's intentional or accidental. People get hurt. Um, and we, we don't want to see that, but – it's a real difficult one It's for me because, again, there has been players suspended already in the league and now that same hit, that same action that maybe got that person suspended is now going to get them a fine. So I really don't know which, you know, I don't know which way sits best with it. I, as, as when I was playing, I didn't want to miss a game. You know, I didn't want to. You know, if I had to pay a fine, I had to pay a fine. Um, I got suspended on, on occasion, um, but you know, it's—I think it's part and parcel of the game. Uh, you know, Haas and that hit with Tyler Soy a few weeks ago. Tyler Soy missed 
was it six games, maybe four games, um, before he came back to us, you know. So for me, it, again, it, it's just a matter of I think it's anything, any decisions for a league, whether it's the IHL or whether it's football, whether it's Teddy Winks, it doesn't matter. It should be decided before a puck's dropped. Davey. Pretty much what he said. You know, there's not, nothing there that I can argue with. Um, we've been unfortunate, as Simon has said there. It's a physical game. Ben Lake, I, I, I don't think the, the hit on Lake is um, intentional by the guy, but it's careless, and it's put him out for how many missed six games already. Tyler Soy, the hit from Haas on him, I still think needed looked at more than once. I wasn't happy with it at all. I don't think that north to south hit, if you like, going low to high. And I think principal point of contacts in and around the head, neck area. No such thing as a clean hit to the head. You know, if Dobbs looked at that, would that be okay if Soy missed six games for Haas to be fined 100 quid? There's no punishment really there. Financial punishment, I'm not sure whether financial punishment. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the boat where I think the focus of someone's mind, they have to miss games. But is it about the product then? And is it, about, is it making, if the Dundee Stars lose a player, are they so weak that they can't compete? You know, they, they just don't have the same depth as maybe a Cardiff or a Sheffield or a Notting. Um, you know, and is it about the product rather than about player safety? It was just like transparency is all what we've ever wanted from Dops. And if Dops want to come out and explain maybe a bit more because it's a bit of a right fines instead of suspensions now. Is there a, is there a line where... You know, they said this guy's trying to inflict punishment on a defenseless player. That sounds to me suspensionable rather than 50, 100, 150 quid. They can't, they'll not be doing massive fines. These guys don't get paid enough. The players pay the fine, the clubs pay these fine. Who's actually losing out here? So, as with always with player safety and dops, there's always little bits of grey there that we never get really to the bottom of. I'm just wondering. Read the line. There was a comment on that statement that you made there, Paddy. Was it something about you know if he if he gets fined, is it then carried forward as um, as a he's done it before and he will get suspended the next time, or is it oh, just? I don't know. I, did, I didn't say that on the, from. I've only just taken a section of it on my notes here, but I don't. I read it from the Elite League website. I'll have a look, but I don't remember. Well, you're talking about the, like the repeat offender, Simon. So in, in time, yeah, absolutely. Times gone by. If you were done for checking from behind, next time you might get three games rather than one game. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. So does it, it start bad. suspension one game, three games? Like, is there a bit of a tariff? I don't know. Tariff? Don't know. Uh, let me read. At a board meeting on the fifth of October, the Premier Sports Elite League's ten member teams approved a motion granting the DOPS the ability to issue fines to players without suspension were deemed necessary. It doesn't say and the rest of it is just basically Kyle Haas was the aggressor. It doesn't uh, this incident has been added to his record for the remainder of the season and will be classed as a repeat offender. So it is down as a, a, a you know if he does it again he is classed as a repeat offender. This time he's got the fine next time it could be a suspension. But next time it could be a fine as well? Maybe. Maybe. Depends. Well, so I, guess it depends. I guess it depends on the severity of the action. Yeah. Keep playing, right. away. Keep playing the way he's playing. He's going to be scanned. We don't know what the fine is. So, and Pash hasn't told us. So, you know, it could be, could be 20 quid. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, on that note, we'll move on. Um, 
And we'll talk briefly about the games this weekend. Uh, on Saturday, myself and my brother who's visiting will be jumping on the number 11 bus just down that way and taking it all the way to the Altrincham to watch the Belfast Giants take on the Manchester Storm at the at the uh, Planet Ice in Altrincham, Saturday at 7pm. As has been mentioned by David Goodwin, you will be seeing former Belfast Giants in Curtis Hamilton, brackets, not Jordan Smotherman, as we thought earlier in the offseason when they got that wrong. Uh, and and Liam Morgan as well. Uh, also interesting in this game, uh, Sam Rupp. Uh, I wonder will he be in touch with his brother Harrison, who played a season for the uh, for the Manchester Storm. Um, quickly on this game, says uh, you've got you've got a position where it's the first time into Manchester. They're on the back of an absolute spanking in five. We've just talked about how you know maybe they had a bad attitude going to this. We've seen what's been um, what's been said by the club and the fact that they're already threatening changes. We have, on time, had difficulties there, especially you know, considering they're a team who know how to play in that rink. They took a 5-0 win against Fife on Saturday night. You know, what, what do you think? We need to be careful. You know, they had a bad result, and I would say that Ryan Finnerty is going to be skating the legs off them for the first couple of days this week, maybe not a day off, um, and they'll be ready to go. You know, he, you're only as good as your last result, and the last result was absolutely horrendous for them. So I would say they'll be ready to go on Saturday. It's never an easy place for us to go into. Um, I think you know it's been noted that it's not the no, it's not the red slick. Um, so it's going to be it's it's going to be a tough place. It's going to have a few eye openers for some of the boys who, who um have come into the Belfast dance this year and seen. Well, I suppose they played in five right enough. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be a tough place to go into. But to be honest. We've got the capabilities of winning, and I'm as say I'm hoping we might have a body or two back this weekend as well. So it's uh, it's going to be a tough, tough ask. Um, and again, we're traveling on the Saturday, I and mean, we're traveling on the Sunday to get back for a home game. And um, I've not, I haven't even looked to see if Dundee are playing on the Saturday night or if I see what their travel schedule is as well. So it's going to be a tough one, um, but I expect a win um, because again, we're playing very, very good at the moment. Davy, on the back of what David Goodwin was saying in regards to the size of the rink, you know, what were your thoughts on what he had to say? Do you think that that's why we've had so many problems? Or sorry, so many problems, but we've had problems. Like it's no, it's no, like we've had problems in Manchester going back to the days of Stephen Murphy when he was there, and you know Stevie Phone when he was shutting us out there. You know, we've always seemed to have that little element there, but it's something that we can get past because, as you say, as David Goodwin said earlier, it's a you know it's a mindset of being able to play in those rinks and haven't played there before. Yeah, I think you're right there when you talk about mindset. And I guess I'm not going to say the Belfast Giants, this would be one more for Simon. I'm not going to say our guys are spoiled, but we, we play in a beautiful 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 seat arena. We train on it from time to time. Our training facility is spot on at the ice bowl. And you go into the, uh, you know, what is it, Silver Blades or what is it called now? Probably the, the, the storm shelter, Planet Ice. Um, drizzle Dome. Drizzle Dome. Cold, wet floors in the changing room sometimes. That tiny little rink. And it is, it, 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 it has to, stuff has to happen so much faster. It's, what, 85 feet wide as opposed to 100 feet wide. It's, I think it's like 160 feet long rather than 200 Things happen an awful lot quicker when the when the ice is 70% smaller. Um, so, yeah, but I think the biggest thing is, is is culture shock that, you know, you're going from beautiful, big, large changing rooms where the guys are at home there, where they've almost got two large changing rooms, Simon, to something that would, I, I'm going to say the Manchester changing room is probably half the size of one of our changing rooms, if that. 
So, you know, uh, yes, that's right. Uh, you know, everything color, just uh, they'll come out. The, the boys will be fine. I think there's a slightly different attitude about this, this roster. I've seen some really things I like about them already. And I think they'll be, you know, Simon's saying that the Manchester Storm is he, he bottles somebody there. Um, as he said, the Storm will be ready in Saturday night. I think the Belfast Giants will be absolutely chomping at the bit to get going this Saturday. The uh, on on Dun- we're going to move Dundee Storm play Dundee on Thursday night and then Dundee play Fife on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So we've got two games, two games in three days before they come into us on Sunday. And that game on Sunday is at four p.m. at the SSE Arena. Uh, you get get yourself down to that or watch it on Giants TV. Dundee says the, I don't mean to say there's nothing to play for here, but there's very little to play for in this game, but except for just keeping the momentum going. There's always something to play for. You want to beat them. Um, you know, you, you, you want to keep them momentum going. You want to just, you know, get stuck into them and, you know, it might give us the opportunity. I don't know. Adam might, you know, might go with, with Deco, um, you know, because he's already qualified. But Adam will want, he's a winner, and he will want to finish top of overall. They have their pick for who they're going to face um, moving forward after the, uh, um, for the quarterfinals. So it's it, you want to win. It, it, you want to win every single game you possibly can. Winning comes a habit. Losing becomes a habit as well. So and hopefully, we can get a positive result on Saturday. That's the first important one, um, and then we'll worry about Sunday after Saturday. Who you got with you on on, on Sunday? I'll, I'll I'll put it to you. You're up against Manchester United, Liverpool. So who you got with you on Sunday? Don't know yet, mate. Um, it just depends on bodies back and injuries, and and then uh, who's who's left over. So you know, if Bensko plays Saturday night and he goes with Jackson Whistle or Adam, or sorry, with uh, Andre Dixon. Esco might might get a night off. I've absolutely no idea right now. Maybe Joel, um, Davy may fly home, um, but uh, I, I really don't know. I, uh, I've got a. I had a chat with one of the people working, one of the ones that run our local pub, and I was talking about you know about the hockey and about the stream and how I watch it at home. He says, "Oh well, sure, anytime you want. You know, we can put it on here. We can put it on one of the screens here. You can come down and watch it in the pub." I says, "I oh, what about what about what about next Sunday?" He says, "What about what time? Four o'clock." He went. United Liverpool, not a hope. <laughs> but yeah, I get that. If you if you can't get down to the SSE Arena, four PM on Sunday, you can catch it with Mister Kitchen as your friend here on Belfast Giants TV. Any other business, gentlemen? Simon, you anything? Think so. Right. Okay. The only thing I have. Oh, well, you do. You do. Oh yeah. We've got to thank I didn't want to bring it up first. It's your gig. I'm just here. All right, well, as people I'm as people will know, people that have, are are just listening to this in the podcast won't have got what we just did. But I was holding up a little bag with 15 names in it, who all donated to a little fundraiser we did when John Smith's girl Emma's house tragically burnt down and lost everything. We were able to put a couple of hundred quid into that, just giving from a shirt that I had. CHL game issued shirt number 15. So we have 15 people have entered tickets. Their names Chris Redpath, Jimmy Taylor, The Heart Sessions, Alan Price, Stephen McKenna, Craig Pierce, Sammy Duncan, Robert Duncan, Lynchy, Dara Gallagher, Joel Keeley, Joe Byrne, Aaron Stewart, John Judge, and Michelle McElrath. And your names are all in this little bag, which I'm not going to let go out of the screen here. So you can see it's legit. So everybody's names in there. What manufacture the bag? Sainsbury's. Other other Sainsbury's. brands available. See other brands of freezer bag are available, but I'm a little, little fish around here. 
Can he's giving a drum roll? Yeah. Try to top steam there again. Should have tried. Right, here we go. It's exciting, this isn't it? It's yeah, like, it's it's, yeah. it's like size of your hands, do they? Big Arthur. The winner is far too, far too many innuendos in this show so far. The winner is Jewel. I think that's Kate. Jewel Kate. So we'll tweet that up. And Joel has won the shirt, which Simon will make sure he gets the next time he's at the Odyssey. So well done, Joel, and thanks for your donations. Everybody that donated. Yeah. Money has gone to the Just Giving page or the GoFundMe page already. Nice one. Well done, everybody. Well done to Joel for getting uh, for getting his hands on that fabulous CHL shirt. And uh, nice work, Davy, on organizing that, uh, as always. Uh, is that it, gentlemen? Have we got everything? Everything's covered? Um, yeah, I think so. There's going to be a big announcement this week. Um, is there? Yeah. That's oh. all I'm saying. Is that it? <laughs> LFG. You're LFG, boys. The, um, LFG. Yeah. So it's, uh, Are you kidding me, Simon? <laughs> I, could, uh, I could. No, I can't go into detail. It's not my gig. <laughs> but uh, it's a big announcement, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. Well, there we there's, the, there's the trailer. And then wow. as, soon as, I, as soon as I click end broadcast, I want to find, I want to find out what it is. On that bombshell, uh, as I said, this weekend's games, Manchester Storm away, Saturday at 7 p.m. If you're not going, then you can get it on Storm TV. And uh, then we're back home on Sunday, 4 p.m., Belfast Giants against the Dundee Stars in the Challenge Cup. Get yourself down to the SSC Arena or follow it with Mr. Kitchen and an unknown sidekick. At, uh, on uh, Belfast Giants TV. Um, you also get us at AVFTB on Twitter, Belf- uh, at kingdomofthegiants.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, on whatever. We got it We got it all covered, I assume. Who knows? But uh, wherever you... Oh, big thanks as well to David Goodwin, to uh, Slater Doggett, and to Jordan Boucher, and also to the guys who provided all the video and all that sort of stuff. Uh, wherever you are this weekend... We hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.